And here's an ad from our sponsors. Have you ever heard about Anchor? Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the Be Fearless Podcast. Today, you guys, I have somebody very special. If you are not following this guy, I don't know what you're doing out there in social media. He is a music producer. He's a songwriter, recording artist, content creator, author, and the king of the social digital currency. Let's welcome, ladies and gents, my friend, Dwight Reynolds. Hi, Dwight. How are you? Hey, Dagmar. How are you? So Thank far, again, so so grateful to have you here today. It's amazing. Now I'm excited to be here and uh, have an opportunity to speak with you and your audience. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Um, listen, a lot of people out there is like maybe asking themselves, who is this guy, the king of social digital currency? We're going to talk about that. But before, let's let the audience know who was Dwight Reynolds growing up. What was his dream? Um, I, I would say my dream has always been to entertain or be in the entertainment business and a natural progression for me to consume everything, all of their talents and then, uh, you know, find my way. And so in doing that, it afforded me the opportunity to start writing and, and producing and understanding music. I was I, I, I would say. If you were born into something, I was born into creativity. And so I learned to write and produce music very early on. I was always active. I was the kid who wanted to be Martin Luther King when they did Black History Month. I was the kid who wanted to be the rabbit in Alice in Wonderland. I was the kid, you know, who, who had those opportunities to be at the forefront of those those plays and sit first chairs, first seat when it came to playing instruments. So I've always been at the um, I've always accepted the challenge of trying to go above and beyond. So that that was always me uh, in the midst of everything growing up. That's fantastic. I love it. And so you always been like the motivator, the inspirator, the, the person that the visionary. I love that. But basically, yeah. you you have fulfilled your your dream. I, I will say I'm I'm still fulfilling it. Um, I think that. Uh, there were some goals I set for myself when it came to writing and producing music that I still have yet to achieve. Um, I've been nominated for a Grammy, but I don't have a Grammy hanging on my, you know, on my mantles or anything. You might see some plaques if you look uh, a couple plaques from, you know, working with Usher and Akon and Whitney Houston and things like that. But I still have yet to win the Grammy. I've been nominated. Um, and then I've got, you know, just those other um, other existential goals that are just cool things to do and, and becoming an author has always been I always knew I was going to write a book I just didn't know this would be my first book but that let me tell you let me tell you something before we jump into what your book is and everything um I think that the timing it, it, 
it's just perfect. It is I just agree. perfect. Like things just happen in our lives when they have to happen. And that Grammy is going to happen. I'm pretty sure of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm touching and agreeing with you right now. Yes, that Grammy is going to happen. <laughs> it is going to happen in the same way that this book happened. So tell us, uh, before we jump into the book, tell us how was that process of you getting into the music industry and songwriting and producing music for various artists? Um, how how do you deal with all that? How was the process? Because not everybody has the ability to kind of like kind of like fall through their dreams or their goals. No, and you're absolutely right. The job that you're doing is not an easy job either. No, this uh this music business is not for the uh, faint of heart. You absolutely have to have determination, you have to have thick skin, and you have to know. I always say you have to know what you know. If you know, and, and this was something I learned early on. I again, I learned that the way that I approach things uh, musically and lyrically and melodically was different from other people. And it was my, the mentors that I had when achieving any of the success. The mentors that got me there were the ones who encouraged my out of the box thinking. Those were the ones who championed. They didn't say, oh, you're doing it all wrong. You're doing it. They said, try this and tweak that and adjust this. They just gave me ways to find my my way. And in doing that, I, I faced a lot of ridicule. It's hard being first. It's hard being different. I mean, my life was the, the, was the toughness that it takes to be in this music industry. I, you know, I, I was born with, you know, green eyes, red hair and brown skin, brownish orange skin. So I was picked on. I had to be tough and I had to to stand on my own and be an individual. But entering into the music business happened when uh, I was 17. Uh, I had gotten kicked out of school for someone trying to fight me and I fought them back and actually won. But it, I got kicked out of school for two weeks and I ended up going on tour as a dancer. And that there's no rush like the rush of 20,000 people night after night screaming ah, and reaching for you and that, and that adoration that they showed you. And that sparked my interest in, in really saying, this is what I meant to do. And then the first, um, the first huge success I had was when I moved to Atlanta, there was a young lady who needed 10 songs in 10 days. And I ended up helping her create those songs in order for her to maintain her publishing deal. And then that is asked, fantastic. Let me tell you yeah. right there before you continue. That is fantastic because how do you get inspired to write a song? Um, the, you create you know, the, only one, 10. <laughs> but for, 10 of for, them. <laughs> for me, it's the environment. So it's like the people that you're around. Like um, you can tell when people had a bunch of people around creating a party record because the record feels like a party. Sophia said that's awesome. And I and I agree with her. It's awesome. I mean. Mm -hmm. There's no Take way to, yeah, yeah. So, so she came over and she had a energy about her and I just would, the way I work, I sit down and I talk to you and I say, Hey, what's going on? Well, how's your day? What's, you know, what's your week like? And, and we get to talk and that energy fills the room and then the words are right there. So all I have to do is create the music and the music inspires the lyric and melody. Oh, wow. So do you, you do songwriting, but with that, you do also compose the music that goes, goes with it? Yeah, I typically do the music first. So I'll come down and I'm in my studio now. So however I feel, I just play the piano or whatever or pick up my guitar. I'll, I'll grab an instrument that will start the energy in the room. And then I'll make a couple things happen musically and um, 
and then it's, it'll feel a certain kind of way. And so I build on that. And once I have that, the words start happening because it makes you feel like something. You know, when you when you've heard a hit record before, it's because they've captured your first instinct when you heard the when you heard the music. You know, you heard something. It's like, man, I feel like. And so did they immediately when they created the music. And that's what makes a, a smash is when all of our feelings align with everyone you know with the music when when somebody's singing a song that touches your heart is because it touched their heart first yeah. and they didn't and they didn't dig they didn't try to they didn't try to figure it out they just let it happen wow i love it and you know there's something uh, very special about music is that it, the way that it also can transport you into time and places and you know kind of like create a memory but mm -hmm. also is the way that it can make you feel evoking those emotions that's that's definitely talent and art right there so oh my gosh like thank you for what you do like i'm so excited <laughs> no i enjoy <laughs> it here. i enjoy it i know it i know it affects people um i the same way that when we hear that the nostalgia in the music where you can remember what you were doing the first time you heard this certain record or 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 something impactful that happened when that record was playing yeah absolutely um, I enjoy fantastic. I so you uh composer, so I mean songwriter, producer, you get into all this, you get to work with this uh high profile artist, and then you turn into become an author. Like how that happen? <laughs> I just let me tell you, before you go in there, I, ladies and gentlemen, I, I just finished reading his book, and this is a gem of a book. I have it. It's right there. I'm just gonna give him a close up because I have mine on a on a Kindle. Uh, but it it is a gem of a book, you guys. You need to you need to grab this copy because it's amazing. Uh, before we we continue, Sophia said that she needs you, so I'm make sure that you guys connect. So you know you can help her with her music. And Dan, hello there. Thank you for watching and being here with us. Make sure that you guys, if you have any questions, just write them uh, in the comment section. So uh, do I have the opportunity to answer your questions? So um, like I was saying, I mean, just like this is a gem. And if you're trying to grow your uh, business through social media, like you need to read this book because it's very detailed but before i continue talking about it because now i'm obsessed with it <laughs> literally let's let's let um dwight tell us about how everything how this book come up to be what it is today like how that happened i think you said it earlier um that you know the timing of this couldn't have been greater and when things got locked down in 2020 we were all searching we were looking for some kind of outlet you know they told us the social distance they separated us from each other and the only thing that uh for for me and then you as well i'm sure that brought us back together was this app called clubhouse and clubhouse was such a a unique experience to be able to uh communicate audibly and to an audience of people and i got on discussing uh my, my you know my passion which is music production and and, and my experiences in music and immediately we were in rooms of seven, 800 people. And the, one of the calling points when you get on the, on the platform is, Hey, you know, DM me. And that was so we could further give people information. Now, mind you, this is a free information system that is created by clubhouse. We got on, we shared our experiences and people asked questions because 
we all have different levels of, of our, our lives and experiences that we've had. And being on this platform, people would DM me. And at one point, people, I had 80 to 90 to 100 people DMing me daily, regularly, just asking, asking, asking. And I was like, that's cool. I was really excited about it. But when I looked at my engagement, no one was, I had no, um, you know, influx of followers. My likes hadn't gone up. My comment section was dry. You know, nobody was sharing my content. Those are huge uh, things that cost nothing. And what I realized is that people didn't know that they had social digital currency. They didn't know that they had the ability to, that they didn't, they didn't know they had value in that way. We all get on social media and we just use it haphazardly, not understanding that we provide a value not only to the platform that we're on, but we add a value to the other users on the platform. And when you understand that you have social digital currency, you'll approach how you spend it, how it's spent with you, and what it means to those that you share it with. And I, I came back into one of the rooms and uh, they began speaking and somebody said, hey, uh, can I, they were, they were saying, one of the moderators was saying, hey, DM us. And I was like, no, don't DM me without spending some social digital currency. And people were like, what is that? You know, um, but they didn't ask right away. You know how people are kind of shy and they don't want to communicate. Yeah, like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to, you know what? That's that's what I, my thing with, with everybody and everything. And then um, I, you know, I, I was in the military for 24 years. Oh, wow. I retired in, in the middle of the pandemic, actually. Um, Thank you for your service. But that's another whole story. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, and I was an instructor and I always told my, my, my students, you know, the, the stupidest question is the one that you don't ask. And I see so many people out there in social media just afraid of asking a question just because it might sound stupid. No, you people, you have to ask, especially mm -hmm. when you have people like Dwight in front of you. I mean, with, with everything that they know and they showing you how to do it, you need to ask questions. So you just mentioned something that, you know, stop people in their tracks too on, on knowing how to utilize social media. And it's not asking those questions. So what was like the main question that they ask you when they finally, you know, break that barrier? Um, At the time, it there were tons of questions regarding the music industry. And that, because that was the, the, main points that we were talking about in this particular room but as my popularity on the platform grew and i started being in economic rooms i started being in pandemic rooms i started being in so many different rooms because everybody was intrigued by social digital currency and what it meant to them their growth and their ability to have a a huger audience to share their message with so um those dms started changing from uh you know, hey, can you help me find a manager? Hey, can you manage me? And those kind of things on the music side to how do I grow my followers or how do I get past this hurdle in my social media engagement? How do I do this on TikTok? How do I do this on YouTube? How do I do this on Instagram and all these different platforms? And as I began to communicate this simple, basic philanthropic uh, way of, of, of sharing and engaging, um, it caught on like wildfire. People were saying social digital currency in rooms I wasn't in. At times I wasn't even on the app. Um, people were sharing it. And, it. and there were times I would come in different rooms and they'd ask me up to share it with uh, the audience because social digital currency is a free thing that people can do that has 
an immense amount of value for so many people. I tell them spend some SDC for an SME on any S&P with your POIs. Now, now what that means is spend some social digital currency for a social media engagement on any social media platform with your people and persons of interest. That's what we're commissioned to do when we get on these platforms to have an engagement. Mm -hmm. You can you can follow, you can like, and what that'll do is that'll that'll put you on someone's radar. But if you don't do the follow-up things that for the people that you really, really, really want to engage with, you're gonna have a lost engagement and you're just spending your social digital currency haphazardly. You really want to be focused. I love that. And I, and, you know, I was like mind blown when you when you put all those concepts together because um, in some groups or uh, networks, it's been talked about, but not within that point of view. In yours, it's like so like on point. Um, nobody sees actually social media as a digital currency, which is actually, it, it makes sense. It is. It is a digital it's currency. It's a huge. Think about um, this. Think about this, Dagmar, how we have, we've created millionaires by spending social digital currency. We've created media icons. We've created uh, social influencers at the highest level from social digital currency, from all these people spending social digital currency with these people who are at the top tier of influence. That's how they got there. They didn't just, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't just say I'm the best. No, we spent our social digital currency by following them. They have a huge follower count. Every social digital currency uh, that you spend creates the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the profile that they have. So when you see these people with 250,000 or more uh, subscribers, that's us. We followed them. If you see their comment sections blown up with th three, four, five, 10,000 comments, that's us spending our social digital currency. Every time we see someone at the top tier of, of TikTok, YouTube, you name it, it's because people like us have spent our social digital currency. And so most of us have spent it, again, we've spent it recklessly without saying, hey, um, I'm spending this social digital currency with you and I know I provide value to you. That can be reciprocal because it costs them nothing either. That's right. And um, I think that you just touching a topic that a lot of people don't see it for some reason, or maybe thinking, oh, not, you know, I'm not going to waste my time on it. And it's not wasting your time. You should invest your, your time on, um, you know, engaging, engaging with your audience and, you know, providing that, that digital currency, you know, just give it back because it's going to grow you. It's going to develop you and your platform and get your message beyond the limits of what you are right now, the boundaries where you are. Absolutely. Uh, you talk about every social media in your book. And I love that because you kind of provide like an insight of what they, people can do to grow their digital currency on each one of them. Um, I'm just going to like go into one of them, which is my least favorite for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> you people don't hate me for this, but I don't like Twitter. Uh -huh. I have never get it with it. I have like open and close my accounts like several times wow. because I'm, I'm always saying, okay, I'm going to try this. And then I'm going to, I can't deal with Twitter. Like I don't get the, um, I don't get the vibe of it. I don't know. I, I can respect that. So, so why, what do you think Twitter is such a, a great tool? Well, Twitter, Twitter has a, um, Twitter has one of the least, uh, most 
the least amount of social digital currency spins you can have on it. And because of them changing their algorithm long ago to how we saw our friends' feeds, uh, it, lo- it became very lackluster. Not many people wanted to use it because the way that it, it had a fun usability in the beginning. We were able to see our friends post. We were able to retweet their posts. We were able to support each other differently. Now you see, you know, and you saw it in a timely fashion. And this is where I think a lot of the platforms go wrong is that they allow these algorithms to, uh, to just kind of ease out the content from the people that you really want to see. And they show you all these other people's content. And most of us really just want to see our, we want to see, we want to be able to prioritize the content that we want in the way that we want. And uh, Twitter messed up very early and changed up their algorithm. And we saw it drop off tremendously. And then their social digital currency spins were very low. All you could do is you could tweet, retweet, you could quote retweet, meaning retweet somebody's uh, content and then add yours to it. Um, and they just recently added super, um, super, I want to say it's called super, super chat or super sticker, something to that effect where you can now, um, where you can monetize the platform and you can create audiences. They have spaces now um, that they, they've added so that you can curate an audible audience similar to Clubhouse. But uh, those are the only things that have kind of revived it. I think Trump gave it his greatest notability uh, when Me he was using it. all the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> when he was on it. But again, they lost credibility by censoring him because mm-hmm. the first right, you know, you, I, I just think when apps overstep that way, people say, ah, I don't want to be a part of a situation that I, th- it starts, the reality that we are in control of our content and what we do is blown apart when we see things like that happen and yeah. brings us back to reality where it says, hey, you need to have your own website. Yeah, that's right. I totally agree with you. Um, and I think you're just touching us up in a topic that is people kind of like to like overlook because, you know, they don't want to get into a political statement or something. But I think that if we don't pay attention to this, it's like what happened to this person, right, which is a former president can happen to any any of us whenever they decide okay i don't i don't like your content or i don't i don't like whatever you you're posting out there um and you know you also mentioned something else which was uh i didn't want to interrupt you where you were talking was uh, the algorithm how does the algorithm then affects your digital currency well it depends on how you spend it and every the, the 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 funny part about the algorithm is it is actually different for each person. Why? Because each person uses the platform differently. Um, some people post four or five times a day. And so their algorithm and their engagement, you know, is reflected in, in that through the way the algorithm receives that information and, des- and decides to put it out. Um, for each platform, that algorithm is going to communicate differently. I know that there are people on... Um, on TikTok that post, you know, almost every two hours. Now, what that does is that means you have more skin in the game than a lot of other people. And so it's trying to keep putting that content in front of people on a regular basis. And that has shown a a really nice increase in visibility. More people see your content because you have more content out there to be seen. Um, On platforms like Instagram, it can become overkill sometimes. 
for their algorithm, I think it, it kind of looks at it like spam. And so you have to kind of nurture it differently. Um, I, I Recently, I have one of my posts that um, is going viral at the moment. Um, it's over 18,000 uh, views with no push, no anything. I, I did the video. Uh, it's um, it, I, I think it's entitled how to wake up, how to wake a black man up every morning or something like that. And I want to say Friday, I, I, it was probably at 9,000 views. Uh, today it's over 18,000 and it's climbing on a, on a two, 300 uh, views a day kind of thing. And I'm just kind of watching it do its thing, but I haven't put another reel behind it, which is, which when we talk about, now these are the kind of things that I talk about in audits or, or when I'm, um, doing a consultation with someone or or doing a page audit audit where i look at their reels i look at their posts i look at their stories i look at how they're engaging so we can find a strategy and a way to increase how they uh they spend their social digital currency and the return on that and um i found that leaving some space this is a tip for your viewers uh after you post a reel let it ride for 24 to 48 hours so it can get the fullness of its engagement because once you post another reel, it then pushes that one further back in the queue and people are now paying attention to your first reel. And it, it took me some time to kind of realize that. Now, if you make the mistake, you can delete a, your past reels. I know people frown upon that, but that is exactly what sparked this reel from going bananas is that I, um, I had reels in front of it that weren't performing as well and I deleted those reels. And immediately after de deleting those reels, the last reel that you can see is the one that's currently going viral. So I think there is a ebb and flow through the algorithm on Instagram when it comes to reels and how it it, it perceives the information uh, in terms of what you've just posted versus something that's really of great content that people really want to see that is covered by these other posts. So if you can remove them, then your last post can absolutely grow new legs and start running again. That's fantastic. And I love that, uh, that strategy. Um, and let me ask you a question because we just like, you're talking about the real, but what, what if the, the account owner just go then and um, post on their profile instead of uh, following another reel? Like, Again, will that still affect that digital currency? So absolutely. So the, Instagram really, really celebrates users who use all of the the um, all of their perks. They they appreciate users who post to their profile, who post stories, who post reels, who go live, and who do who have Instagram lives. They really celebrate you when you use all five of those things in tandem. If you can find a way to post at least one live video a week, if you can find a way to do a post a day, if you can find a way to do multiple stories in a day, and of course, post a reel every few days, that recipe. Now, these are these are actually, again, these are tips that once I review your page in a consultation, I, I sort through for you and say, and actually give you strategies and ideas based on whatever your niche is to post. Um, because each individual is different. Everybody's schedule is different. Everybody's um, analytics are going to be different in how the audience perceives and receives your videos. It's going to be different. So sometimes you got to dive in and look at those numbers and say, most people like seeing your content from six to eight in the morning, while others like seeing another person's content from 10 to 12 at night. Um, those things matter when you post how often you post, 
what you post. And, and I mean, there's a gamut of things that, again, when you do an audit on someone's uh, Instagram or TikTok or any of the other networks that you're able to look at and say, ah, I see what what could benefit you that you're not using. Here's something that you can try. Here's a way because people typically just repeat what they've done and they don't look at the fact that they could actually add something or tweak something that could take that idea or that post to the next level. Fantastic. I love it. Thank you so much for those hot tips. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to ask you for one last hot tip, and that will be in regards to achieving success. What would you tell our audience today Ooh. of what is your number one tip that helped you, the number one thing that you have done in your life to achieve the success level where you are right now? Being consistent. The hands down, there's nothing greater than being consistent. Um, I, I don't care if you're I don't care if what you do, you do it horribly. If you do it consistently, it'll become your thing. If you do anything consistently, you will become synonymous with that thing. Whether people think it's special or not, it's not up to you. You just keep doing it and you'll find an audience that says, yeah, man, you see that the guy who just, he just sits there and twizzles a, a, a different color pencil every day, man, it's kind of crazy. People will watch that. I know you don't think it's amazing content, but it'll be a stress reliever for a lot of people to watch you play with a fidget spinner for five minutes every day or whatever the case may be. Be consistent with it. You'll become synonymous with it. And if you do it right, you could be the one who's known for that particular thing. That's what we all strive for, in, um, especially in the social media space, is that people can put their hands on something and say, when I want this, kind of like, kind of like um, most of us when, when, it, when it comes to going out for dinner. We go to certain places because we know they ha they do what we like there very good. You go to a place that that serves uh, the best tacos because they serve the best tacos. You wouldn't go to another place to try tacos when your place is available. You're gonna go there. Now, if you go to a place, um, that that's how you'll that's how we all figure out this social media game you have certain people that are inspirational that you listen to on a regular basis because they've connected with you and so those are your people you go to for inspiration there are certain pages you go to where you know they're going to make you laugh and you just go to those places because they're going to make you laugh consistency is the gateway to all success i don't care what you do i don't care what profession you're in if you're being consistent that means you're going to be learning along the way and if you're learning along the way you're going to be tweaking and making things better along the way until you get to the breakthrough point and you'll know when you made the breakthrough point because you will be celebrated for whatever it is that you've been consistent with doing that's fantastic thank you so much for all of the great information that you have shared with us today. I love your success story and I wish you the best. I know, I know you're going to get that Grammy for That's sure. Right. And then you will come back here and share that with us Absolutely. again. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you so much for your time, Dwight. Please, uh, where people can, um, can find you in Instagram. Okay. Okay, so Dagmar, um, my name, if you if you type Dwight underscore scrap, uh, yep, underscore Reynolds, that's my IG. You guys can follow me there. Um, you can jump into my DMs after you spend some social digital currency. Make sure you follow, like, comment something witty, engaging, personable, or just most of all, rememberable. And then uh, and then we'll, let's let's see what happens from there. But um, also on uh, Twitter, it's the I mean on TikTok is the same thing. Dwight underscore scrap Reynolds. Uh, if you want to book a consultation or you want to buy the book in ebook format or in uh, hardback, you can go to yoursocialdigitalcurrency.com. 
you'll see the consultation button up at the top right if you want to uh if you want to talk about your social digital currency you just press that and book a consultation if you want to read the book which i suggest you do um you can go down and there's the first option is for an ebook that's kindle or in your purchase on amazon and then the second one is for the hard copy which i am signing a select few of those hard copies as we speak for all of the audience members that buy them so if you guys are in the audience and you pick up a book today i um just tag it put in the notes that you watch me on dagmar show today and uh and i'll uh you know, I'll sign it for you guys and um, you have an autographed copy of the book. And Dagmar, yes. <laughs> listen, Dagmar, I want to say thank you so much for having me on your show. You're such a bright light, not only in dark places, but in light places. You bring a lot of joy. Your smile is infectious. And I want to say thank you for having me on here to share with your audience uh, my philosophy and what I think will shape and change the way people use social media. Uh, so uh, my book, Billionaire Talk, Social Digital Currency. And check this out. I'm going to give you guys another uh, just a last little thing billionaire talk is actually going to be the name of a series of conversations i'm going to have that i'm writing um my books about because i think that that is the metric that we can all understand and appreciate that billions of anything give means you have a wealth of it and if you have a billion in social digital currency you know how to spend it awesome but we're going to talk about billionaire talk in forms of how your relationships are, ships are with social media how your relationships are with one another how you relate which is what i've always wanted to communicate and this is a relationship book whether you know it or not the second piece of social digital currency is social media engagement and in order to do that properly we have to relate to one another I love it. And I can't wait to see it out there, print it out. I, and I, Hey, we said another talk. Yeah. We said another talk when that Absolutely. comes out because we definitely need to talk about that one. Thank you so much, Dwight, for your time. Thank you, you guys. You need to follow him. If you have not done so, I'm going to review again his contact in IG, in uh, Clubhouse. You can use the same tag, although... He can also, you can find him as an ICG, IC Green, which yep. I love that tag name. <laughs> and don't forget to get your uh, consultation and the copy of your book at your social digitalcurrency.com. Yeah. So thank you guys one more time for being here today, for your support. Don't forget to follow this podcast at its page. Uh, actually, that actually changed to um, Be Fearless Podcast. So you can search in Facebook for Be Fearless Podcast. You're going to find it. Uh, we are, the audios are a little bit behind, but we we catching up this week, okay? Um, and you should be able to hear all the current uh, and most recent uh, episodes in Anchor, through Anchor and um spotify as well also if you have not gotten a copy of my book doubtless creating your blueprint for success make sure that you go to amazon and if you go into my uh website doubtlessbook.com promo you can download a freebie which is my five steps to jumpstart success so you guys you need to go get it all right thank you so much again for your time until the next one don't forget to unlock your potential and be fearless.